Hey, this is Johnny Diaz, and I am your host for My Daily Briefing, a 365-day chronological journey through Scripture designed to make the Bible make sense. Day 44, One Final Plague. Pharaoh had been given many chances to recognize and acknowledge that the God of the Israelites was the one and only true God of the universe. But he stubbornly refused. And as a matter of fact, his heart grew more and more inflexible with each plague that God sent. But was it Pharaoh's own pride and stubbornness that caused him to resist God? Or was God the one responsible for hardening the ruler's heart? After all, several times God had said to Moses, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. One way to understand this better is to get a wax candle and a piece of modeling clay and put them both outside in the sunshine. You will see that one object will melt while the other becomes hard. An exposure to the same sun causes the opposite reactions at exactly the same time. But that's because the results are determined by the type of material that the sun is shining on. See, Pharaoh's heart was hardened when it encountered God because of the type of material it was made of. It was filled with pride. But God chose to give him one more opportunity to repent. He sent Moses to the palace with one final message. At midnight, God will go through Egypt and take the lives of the firstborn sons of every person and animal in the land. He explained that this would turn out to be the worst disaster that had ever happened in Egypt, unless Pharaoh repented. When Moses turned to leave, Pharaoh could have stopped him, but he didn't. Hot with anger, Moses walked out of the palace. Moses and Aaron told the elders of the Israelites to instruct each of the Hebrew families to kill a lamb and put some of its blood on the sides and tops of their door frames. Then... All the family members were to enter the house and stay inside until morning. And at midnight, the Lord went through the land and struck down all the firstborn sons of the Egyptians. Not a single Egyptian resident escaped this terrible, horrible plague. Only the households with the blood on the doorposts were safe. The Lord passed over him, and that's why this event became known as Passover. That night, Pharaoh's oldest son died. And desperately, he called for Moses and Aaron and demanded that they take their people and leave. Go worship your God, he wailed, and take your flocks and herds with you. Moses instructed the Hebrews to ask the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and clothing to support them on their journey. The Egyptians were so happy to see them leaving that they gladly gave them everything they asked for. And as they left... The Israelites gathered up the dough for the bread that they had been preparing for the next day. But the yeast had not yet been added. They cooked this unleavened bread over open fires, and it sustained them on their journey. After 430 years of being in bondage, at least 600,000 Israelite men, plus their wives and children and all their livestock, as well as many other people who decided to escape with them, set off on the long journey to the land that God had promised them so many years before. So here's the question. During this final plague, the Israelites were saved by entering a home that is protected by the blood of a Passover lamb. 
And Jesus is called our Passover lamb. When we trust in the protection of the blood that he shed for each of us on the cross, we are saved from any judgment or penalty for our sins. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 through 9, the Apostle John explains, But if we walk in the light, and he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Have you accepted his sacrifice for you? Are you safe from the spiritual death penalty that you deserve because of your sin? Or Is your heart too stubborn and filled with pride to acknowledge that you and I need a savior? My Daily Briefing was written by my mom, Gwen Dias. Now, if you find value in this podcast and think others would as well, please take a second to like, share, and subscribe. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow.